Aw, babies. So cute for something that just eats, sleeps, and poops. But if you think about it, your podcast is like a baby. Now, some of them are planned and some of them are a little oopsie. The lovely little accident. And they take constant nurturing and eventually they start to grow on their own and you still have to steer them in the right direction. But as I record this, it's Mother's Day. And in the same way that a business's products reflect on their brand, a child's actions reflect on the parents. Have you ever seen this like just total kid out of control and you're like, where are the parents? Well, what's interesting about babies and kids is there are so many tools now for babies to be monitored and pampered and stimulated for growth. And yet every month there is a list of products at safekids.org that are being recalled. And my question today is, if you used a product for your baby that broke and the company didn't even acknowledge it, would you trust them? There are a lot of things broken right now in podcasting. And I just want to consider the question, who are you going to trust your baby to? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And I'm kind of bummed that I feel I need to do this episode because there's just some stuff going down in the podcasting space that I'm like, ah, this isn't really about how to grow your podcast, but it is about how to tell if it's broken or not. And so before we get to any of that, I I have to say right up front, I'm always very grateful for everything that Apple has done. Steve Jobs saw the power of podcasting and he added it to iTunes back, uh, I think it was version 4.9, back in 2005. And while they didn't invent podcasting, sorry, Mr. Cook, who said that at the last big powwow thing they had, I'm like, no, uh, they did create a boost in downloads that looked like a hockey stick. I was there. I remember when iTunes came out, and all of a sudden I just looked at my downloads, and I was like, holy cow. But, and, and okay, so... Just to say this again, podcasting wouldn't be where it is today without Apple. And from what I understand, and again, I don't really know this because everything's in secret at Apple, uh, the actual team that is working on Apple Podcast, I, I always hear it described as it's smaller than you think. So it's not this huge wing of, of the Cupertino office that it's it's not that. Now, I've actually met some of the team, and they're really cool people. And it's always, again, very interesting that there's no Apple booth. You have to find these guys, and then everything they say is kind of off the record. They're, to me, that's a very weird strategy when it comes to communicating with your audience. But they're really helpful people. And again, I, I've worked for companies in the, the past where I've been set up to fail. As my background's in teaching, and I remember once I took Microsoft Excel versions one, two, and three. So from beginner to, to super intermediate, and they wanted me to cover those three classes, which normally would be 24 hours of content in eight hours. And I went, oh, so you want me to just fail. Thank you. So 
I, I understand that sometimes I'm not blaming the actual team of Apple. I think there's probably more to this than that. But Apple rolled out a new version of their software. This is according to Forbes on April 21st and of, of this year, of April 21st, 2021. And that is two and a half weeks ago as I record this. And it took me eight days to gain access to the Podcast Connect dashboard. Now, this is a dashboard that Apple allows you to have. You can manage your podcast. You can get additional stats. And this is where you go to submit a new podcast. And I work for a podcast media hosting company. And I need to say this up front. The thoughts and opinions today are my own. You are listening to Dave Jackson. But while people now, most people, I'm hoping all people can now log into Podcast Connect, I'm still dealing with people who had everything they need in place to submit a podcast to Apple. You do this once, once it's approved, then you just start making episodes. And I had person after person that said, hey, I like it's not letting me. It's telling me there's something wrong with the artwork or there's something wrong with the copyright. And I would double and triple check everything. I would run it through different tools to validate the feed. Everything was fine. They would submit it to Apple and they would get an error message. And my only advice was, well, keep trying. And then the other thing I would say is don't forget about Spotify and iHeart and Amazon and Radio.com and Ghana and Player.fm and all the other directories because here's the question. It's the chicken or the egg. Is Apple the number one directory because they were one of the, well, they were the biggest one that really caught on board. So everybody talked about them. And I don't know, if we all just started talking about Podfriend, this new kind of app for podcasts, would that then all of a sudden be the rage to where some people go, do they have reviews? Do they have ratings? Please, for the last time, ratings and reviews do nothing to get you up the charts. In fact, getting up the charts may not do a whole lot for you, but it's something to obsess over. So it's it's really interesting. And what else is happening with Apple is in some cases, if you were already approved, I don't know, years ago, some of your episodes aren't there. And in the past, you could go into your Apple Podcast dashboard, better known as Podcast Connect, and you could click on your podcast and say, refresh my feed, which is a way to kind of say, hey, can you go back and take a fresh look at this? And I always told people, don't like abuse that. Like only use that feature if your episode has been missing longer than 24 hours, because typically within 24 hours, Apple will catch up. And if we all hammered on that button, Apple was going to take it away. And guess what? Apple took it away. So now when your show is behind and you're like, well, I've, I've already put out two episodes and it's not showing either of them. It's been a week. Your only option is to go to Podcast Connect, click on the contact button at the bottom of the page and say, hey, guys, can you refresh my feed? So it's interesting that they rolled out new features in Apple Podcasts and took away one of the most important ones, especially coming from someone who works in the support area. So that's the fun part. So what's interesting about this is, you you know, you finally get access to this dashboard and one of the features you need isn't there. And so I want to just get, uh, here's the thing. If you, if you don't quite understand this, if you're like, look, Dave, I'm new to podcasting. What's a feed. Okay. Here's the deal. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned that your podcast is like a baby and it is, 
for your podcast to grow, you have to really focus on it a lot and really know what it needs and give it what it needs so it'll grow. And look, you you love your baby. <laughs> you want all the best for your baby. So what do you do? And in a nutshell, from head to toe, you have wrapped your baby, your podcast, in Apple. And now Apple has a new feature that you've been waiting for years. Subscriptions. Or in this case, we'll just call it, uh, maybe it's a butt cream. Apple butt cream. And the world rejoices. Yay, we finally get apple butt cream for our baby. Again, this is an analogy. Hang with me. So what happens, though, is if you've ever been around a baby, um, they poop. They do. They also pee, they sleep, and they eat. And your baby fills its diaper. And it's one of those that you can smell from quite a distance. In fact, I've seen this happen where one of the parents will find the baby kind of go, oh, and they'll kind of like pretend that they didn't smell it and hope that the other parent will find the baby. Yeah, it's a, it's a little game anyway. So this is one of those where you're like, Ugh. and everyone who picks up your baby is going, oh, geez, what are you feeding this kid? And they hand them right back to you. And then you, you're trying to take the jeans off of the baby, you know, the apple jeans, but the zipper is stuck. You can't even get into it. Holy cow, I got to fix this. There's some poo going on. The zipper is stuck. And meanwhile, the baby is going to keep on pooing. And now it's overflowing the diaper. And the smell is burning the hair in your nose. And finally, after days, you get these apple jeans off and you see where the poo is all over and down the leg of your baby and into their little apple socks. This is your baby. It's your baby. And so you're like, holy cow. So you quickly grab the tape on one of the sides of the apple diaper and you peel it off and then you go to the other side of the baby and you grab the tape and you pull it and holy, you gotta be kidding me. You can't get the tape off to get the diaper off so that you can get to the stuff and actually fix the problem. It's like, I can't get anything working. No! So realize we were doing this. We were all excited because Apple came out with a new product, butt cream for your baby. Again, it's an analogy. Now, here's the thing. After going through all this trouble, do you still want to wrap your baby up in stuff from Apple? Now, I, I realize it's a big company, and eventually they're going to get this right. But right now, your baby's covered in poo, and they don't really seem to care. That's my opinion. That is my opinion. It seems like it's not a high priority, and I understand why. I understand why. We don't make hardly any money, like not even a, a drop in the bucket of money for Apple. So I, I totally get why we're not a priority, but the problem is it's my baby. It's my baby. So, and remember, your podcast typically is not your business. It's usually not a money generator. We'll see what happens now when we have all these subscriptions. But your podcast is not your business. It's your business card. And you want to be seen as reliable and something you can count on. And so from what I can gather from people I trust, James Cridlin from Pod News, and he also does Podland. If you haven't checked out Podland, that's a good show. Just straight up, that's a good show. 
Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. Those are two people that like to get into the weeds. And like I, I think I told you this in last week's episode, but Apple has changed the way that you connect to your audience. In the past, if someone subscribed to your show, they got direct access to your feed. And this meant that once your episode was uh, published, your subscriber, now follower, would get it in probably less than 30 minutes. It was like pizza. (laughs) And this was always confusing because there were two views of Apple. There was this subscriber view uh, or the library in the app which was updated much quicker. And then there was also the store view in Apple iTunes and a search view in the Apple podcast app. So there's always two different views and one could be up to 24 hours behind. And so what the deal is now is that view that could might be maybe 24 hours behind. That's the view. That's the one that's, that's the one that your audience is going to get. So the bottom line is, your audience is probably going to have to wait a little longer than usual to get your podcast. So if you want it released, you might want to back it up a couple hours. So I release typically what amounts to be Monday at 12.05 in the morning, which is 9 o'clock on the West Coast, et cetera, et cetera. I might want to back that up. Now, that's a whole other thing. Remember, this isn't radio. People aren't tuning in at 9.05 to hear my show. Another fun one that you should know about, there's also a bug where Apple is not using the title that they generated, the Apple podcast title. They're not using it, apparently. And what happens is you will have episode numbers only to followers slash subscribers who are going to see your episode numbers twice. That's an Apple issue. And I realize you're like, yeah, but Apple's this big company. Yeah which makes it hard to believe. And so it's going to be weird again that you're going to have to wait probably to see your podcast. Now, not like a week or so, but James mentioned in Podland that his weekly show, and this is one of those where consistency might come into play. The more consistent you publish weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it is, whatever, the more consistent you are, the more Apple is going to know when to come back and see your new episode is there. But James said on his weekly show, it took one and a half days to appear in Apple. His daily show took two hours. And that's just from James Cridlin from Pod News and Podland. So I'm going to use that as, okay, this might be the new normal. So yes, I understand Apple will eventually fix this. I'm just saying that I know Apple has made another, I don't know, million dollars in the last 15 minutes that I've been talking about this. I just don't feel like a priority. And the reason for that is apparently we're not. I get that. The good news is here's what Apple has said about these issues. And I quote, yep, not a thing. And I do not understand that in any capacity, in any business. This whole secrecy thing with Apple, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I know it builds a lot of suspense and people are like, what's going to happen? I'm just here to say that that's got to change. Oh my goodness. So they haven't said anything. So here's the thing. When your show doesn't appear, what happens? You're like, hey, there's something wrong with my podcast. So you reach out to Libsyn or Captivate or Buzzsprout or Blue Bear or whoever you're using and you go, hey, where's my show? And then when you say, well, 
Apple is having a problem or Apple has changed the way that they are now indexing your show. I actually had a person say, yeah, I don't think that's it. And I'm like, uh, well, it is. And why do they say that? Because Apple is so big. I mean, how could this be? So Apple seems to have made a system that's going to make it super easy to sell subscriptions. So for that, you know, good job. But I don't judge a company on how things are when things are going great. For me, a true test of a company is what happens when things are going bad. Here's a question. Who's going to help your customer when their credit card expires and they no longer have access to your subscription that you're selling through Apple Podcast. Who is going to take that ticket? Because I'm here to tell you that ticket is going to exist. As someone who works in podcast support, that ticket is going to exist. Who's going to help them remember their password because the post-it note fell off their monitor? (laughs) I mean, why we're going to be able to say, well, it's not my fault. It's an Apple thing. I'm here to tell you they are making things hard for your customer right now. And technically, it's their customer because you don't get any of the information. So it's their customer. So again, my apologies to the actual people who have feelings on the Apple podcast team. I realize when I throw Apple under the bus here, I'm throwing you and I don't mean that, but apparently someone didn't test things enough. I mean, right now at Libsyn where I work, we put the word beta on things that aren't officially ready. They're not officially done yet. I just want to go, did anybody test this stuff? Or I realized that maybe the Apple team had to rush some things through. And now you're under the burden and the pressure of a public mistake. And it may be something you didn't have any control over. I mean, feel free to send this episode to your bosses. It might come in handy the same way an official post from Apple saying, oopsie, there's an issue might help those who are fielding tons of, hey, where's my episode? And hey, it says my issue is with my image tickets. If I had something to point at Apple to say, yeah, it's really them, that would make my life a whole lot easier. Now, but here's the fun thing. You ready for this? Here's the kicker. Just when you think it can't get any worse. Also, in the past week, from what I've seen, Google seems to be a little slow in updating your podcast. And for a small period, Spotify was behind. It was the trifecta, I tell you. And uh, none of these companies publicly admitted to any issues. And that I don't get. Now, let me update you on something to give you kind of a heads up. One of the things I do is I try to watch the podcast industry. And there is a new option way off on the horizon. And it's interesting. Adam Curry, if you haven't heard this, if you're new to podcasting, Adam Curry is one of the creators of podcasting, the other one being Dave Weiner. And when Adam started seeing people deplatformed, he said, huh, that's interesting. And Adam, you cannot be more pro free speech than Adam Curry. And when he invented podcasting, that was one of the things like, look, anybody now can reach a global audience. And so we started a project called podcasting 2.0. It's at podcastindex.org. And this is a new way to syndicate podcasting. It looks, it's not looking to do something completely different. 
hey, let's ditch RSS, which is the technology that makes a podcast a podcast, and let's use this new thing. No, it's just saying let's take RSS, which is, this again, this technical spec, and let's make it better. And so they're adding things like here's a, a way that you can add transcripts to your show or donate buttons and some other options. And the one thing that they have successfully put together – now, hang on there, because I did say the word success, and that's a little, I'll see here in a second. But they have now people that are getting paid in Bitcoin. Now, if you're over, I don't know, 50, you're probably going, what is this Bitcoin thing? And I'll talk about that in a second. The longer someone listens to your show, the more you get paid in Bitcoin. Now, the one thing I want to say very clearly up front and if I don't have your attention, I really need it. This is very, very early. Like it's the earliest stage. And the more I look into this, I love the idea. But it's it's way off from the ability to like, oh, just sign up here, enter your brand information, enter your bank information over here and go. We got a long way to go until we are that easy and it's got to be that easy because if your if your mom can't sign up for this it's not going to work so it is way way off but that's an option and it's coming and what they've done is they've recreated apple's back end that database that list of three million podcasts yeah they got that so that now instead of being beholden to the almighty apple well, guess what? We've made a new tail. And instead of having us have to do what Apple says, if we all kind of just say, hey, you know what? Uh, let's just recreate our own little Apple that we control. That's an interesting story. And there are already apps. I just mentioned Overcast. Overcast is now using podcastindex.org as the back end of their app. So when you are doing a search, you're searching through the podcast index. And the other thing to keep in mind here is that currently, and this hasn't really been tested yet, but if somebody, if Apple removes your show because you said the word booger and they found it offensive, they remove your show, your audience may not really tested yet, may not be able to get your show. It's too soon to tell. And, uh, but it appears that way on paper, it looks like if Apple removes you because you said the word booger, your audience may not be able to get your show without doing some other fun things. The mission of the Podcast Index is to preserve podcasting as a platform for free speech. Because if we can't say what we need to say, we're never going to learn anything. And then the other mission is to retool podcasting to a platform of value exchange that includes developers with podcasters and listeners. And right now they are looking into coming up with a tool to make it easy for apps to know when a new episode is available. So all this waiting thing, they're looking at the back end saying, how can we make this easier? Let's kind of go you know, into this. And you've got a bunch of really, really geeky people, like a bunch of coders are looking into this. In fact, James Cridlin, speaking of coders, has written an article. I'll have a link to the show notes out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 774. And when I read this, I went, ooh, this is interesting, but it is nowhere near ready for prime time. And I know I keep saying this over and over. It's still very new, 
But if you're like, hey, how do I get my show listed into the podcast index? Right now, the easiest way I think that's free is to sign up, and you should be part of this directory as well, uh, Blueberry. Yes, Blueberry is a media host, but they're also a directory. And when you submit your show to Blueberry, I believe you're automatically, or at least you have the option to choose to submit your show to the podcast index. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I realize I'm talking about something that isn't really quite ready for prime time, but just so you know, if you're sitting here thinking, eh, I don't know, this Apple thing sounds a little weird, and yeah, they're going to fix it eventually, but I'm just here to say that podcasting is continuing to grow. I know Edison Research has come out in Australia and in other places. It's continuing to grow all over the globe, so there are some new things coming. I'm going to be really interested to see what podcasting looks like in five years. Now, to go back to the original point I was making, how do I know if I have a problem with my podcast or if it's just Apple taking forever to update? And so I've talked about this in the past and I'm going to talk about it here because again, this is relevant. There are tons of people that are confused and I'm going to use the analogy of a radio transmitter. And if you don't know what a radio transmitter is because you're 23, then think of this as your phone and uh, streaming something to Chromecast on your TV. It's the same kind of idea. And if you think about it, if the transmitter is working and you have two radios and one, you turn it on, you turn up the volume and you go ahead and turn it to 100.7 and you hear music, then you turn on the second radio, you turn it on, you turn up the volume and you tune it to 100.7 and you don't hear anything. Well, what could be wrong? Well, it could be the transmitter could be the tuner, could be the volume knob, and it could be the electricity. Well, we know it's not the transmitter because, well, the one radio is still going. We know it's not the tuner because it says 100.7, and that's the right frequency. It could be the volume knob, but we jiggle it, and yep, it's not. Okay, so there's something wrong with that radio. It's not the radio station. It's not the transmitter. It's the radio. And so I say this is if you go, man, there's got to be something wrong with my podcast because it's showing up in Google podcast, but it's not an Apple. Think of it like the radio. If, if it's working on one radio, then it'll work on all radios. And if it's not showing up on the second radio, or in this case, the second app, it's showing up on Google podcast. That's one radio, but it's not showing up in Apple podcast. That's the second radio. Then it's just a case that that second radio, that second app hasn't updated to see the new episode from your podcast. Now, what I've done out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 774 is I have a video that will show you how to tell, hey, is it my media host or is it the apps? And you can do this with any kind of RSS reader. There's Feedly, there's NO Reader, there are a bunch of these. And I've got a video where I show you all you need to do is take your RSS feed and copy and paste it into whatever feed reader you're using. And the great thing about a feed reader is it's connected again, like Apple used to be, directly to your podcast. And so if the episode is in your feed, it will show up. And at that point, you know, okay, my media host is working, but the apps are behind. And unfortunately, at that point, there isn't anything you can do besides wait. Now, in a minute, I'm going to take a page right out of the NPR, the Gimlet play bag of growing your podcast. 
And I'll explain that in just a second. Right now, uh, you might be saying, Dave, this is kind of technical today. And you're talking about babies and poo and things like that. If you are looking and you have questions, you're new to this, well, then go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. I've got step-by-step tutorials that will walk you through this to where you go, oh, now I see what you're talking about. Or if you already have a podcast and you're looking to grow it, not only do I have step-by-step tutorials on how to plan, launch your podcast, but I also have things on how to grow your podcast. And one of those is a private Facebook group where you can network with other brilliant-minded podcasters, as well as we have live group coaching. So again, if you have questions, I am there to answer them. So if you're interested in this, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. As I mentioned, there are all sorts of different ways that are being created and implemented into podcasting, whether it's subscriptions, whether it's value for value, whether it's selling your own product. If you're looking to monetize your show, I did write the book, Profit From Your Podcast, and I would love to help you with your podcast. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. Use the coupon code LISTENER. I have another show about podcasting. I have a few, and it's called Your Podcast Consultant. You can find it at podcastconsultant.com. And everything that I've talked in that podcast, I've also talked in this podcast. The biggest difference between the two shows is that one is always nine minutes or less. Why nine minutes? Because that's how long it takes. When you watch The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, from the minute it starts to the first commercial is nine minutes. So I cover one single topic in each episode. And in my latest episode, I talk about how to work with your podcast tech support to get your podcast up and running faster. And I thought, you know, that ties in really with what I'm talking about today. So as I wrap up here again, thank you so much for listening. I, if you need help again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash join, use the coupon code listener. But as we roll this out, Here is an episode from Your Podcast Consultant, which, if you've never heard, NPR, Gimlet, all these networks often will play an episode from another podcast in the podcast that you're listening to. So that's where I got this idea from. Here is an episode of Your Podcast Consultant. We've all been there. Something weird is going on with my podcast. Today, I've got eight tips that you can do to work with your tech support team to get your podcast back on track super fast. Welcome to Your Podcast Consultant. Small lessons with big value. Now, he wants to work with you. He's your podcast consultant, Dave Jackson. You did the same thing you always do, but for some reason, your podcast is not working. Well, it just so happens that I actually work for a tech support team for a large podcast media hosting company. And one of the things I love about my job is I get to see a wide view of the podcasting space. And so today I want to help you get your podcast questions answered quickly because you're kind of in a panic. Something's not working. So Here are some things that I see from my chair that you can do to avoid having issues with your podcast. Number one, write down your login name and password somewhere. 
what happens with this is especially if you're doing something like a TV show podcast where there are breaks and you haven't made an episode for a while. And when you finally go to make a new episode, you can't remember how to log in. That's easy to do. I actually use a tool online called LastPass. It securely stores my login name and password. So that's tip number one, write down your login name and password. Number two, be super. And by that, I mean super specific when you contact your tech support team. Here are some general terms that people use, and it seems normal. You say things like, hey, my podcast. Okay, what's the name of it? Especially if you have more than one. The episode, which one? Isn't playing, where? Uh, Isn't displaying, where? My client, if you're some sort of podcast consultant, which one? So don't say things like, hey, I'm working on my podcast and my episode isn't working. That's not, I need, if you said, hey, my podcast called Your Podcast Consultant on episode number 17, when I try to listen to it in Pocket Cast isn't working. Now I can troubleshoot that. Tip number three, send the ticket from the email you use to log in. This way, in the event you don't give me the name of your podcast, and again, I realize Sometimes we're in a panic. We're not thinking straight. We're just like, help me. My podcast is broken. So if you email from the email address that you use to log into your media host, I can then typically look up your actual podcast and start troubleshooting because you emailed from the email you use to log in. So tip number one, write down your login name and password. Tip number two, be super specific. Tip number three, send the ticket from the email you use to log in. Step number four, let me retrace your steps. And for the record, this is kind of the distant cousin of be super specific. So what I mean by this is if something isn't working right to recreate the problem so I can see exactly what you're seeing, I need to know exactly what you've tried and how you did it. So instead of saying something like, hey, I can't update my billing, it would be, hey, I logged into my account for whatever the show is again, give me that name. And I'm doing this on my phone and I copied and pasted in my new credit card number. But when I click save, I got this error. Well, here's another one. Be specific. Give me the exact error. Because a lot of times I can go, oh, that error means you need to do this. You forgot your zip code or something like that. So tip number four, let me retrace your steps. Tip number five, screenshots are always welcome. Out of the website, podcastconsultant.com, or if you're listening to this on your phone, in the show notes, I have a link to an article that shows you how to take a screenshot no matter what device you're on. Those are super helpful. As the old saying goes, a picture paints a thousand words. Tip number six, sending multiple tickets can slow down the response. I know you're thinking, but wait, it doesn't the squeaky wheel get the grease? No, actually what happens then is when I go to open your ticket, in most ticketing systems, you'll see the history of this other person. And you've now, instead of looking in one place for the problem, I've got to get this one and this one and this one and this one, and then get all those tickets and put them into one place so I can really see what's going on. So I understand, again, why you're doing this. I'm just here to give you the behind the scenes that actually slows things down. And again, I realize you're kind of freaking out but be patient. The tech support team wants you up and running just as much as you do. Also, another one, trying to shame people by posting to social media. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'm going to 
shame them on Twitter. That doesn't really help either because the social media person is typically a marketing person and not part of the tech support team. So that's not a good route either. And speaking of going to places in the wrong place, don't ask Facebook. Oh my goodness. I, again, I realize we're freaking out. You're panicking and you really need an answer. But when you ask Facebook, here are a couple things to consider. You are asking people who may not have any insights into the issue. And here's the fun part. They respond anyway. And then number two, the competitors. So let's say you're on Podbean and you say, hey, Podbean is having this issue and blah, blah, blah. Well, that means the people from maybe, let's say that maybe the people from Captivate and Libsyn and Blueberry and Buzzsprout, all those people are going to go, well, you can come over to our service and we would help you. So you're going to get bad advice from people who don't know what they're talking about and potentially, potentially competitors say, just come on over to my house and we'll fix you. I mean, I don't ask my dentist how to add a new starter to my car. I would ask my mechanic. And then number eight, patience is a virtue. And again, I understand you're frustrated, you're freaking out, you have a deadline, things like that. But taking your frustration out on the person, this is a key point, who is trying to help you. It really doesn't help the situation. And I'm going to throw in another little nugget here. This goes especially for churches. Now, look, I go to church. I think Jesus was a cool dude. And I'm here to tell you, my fellow Christians, we are some of the most impatient people than any other group, hands down, no contest. And I'm sad to say that, but it's true, at least from my chair. So in summary, your tech support team wants you to be successful. That's the other thing. Some people are like, oh, you're just trying to tell me that it's my fault. No, I'm trying to get you up and running. It's not an us or them situation. I want you up and running sooner than later. And just remember, no detail is too small. Many times, if you log into your media host first and then submit the information, some of that stuff I was talking about will automatically be filled in. So those are some tips on those rare occasions when things go wrong that you can do. And there's one more thing I'm going to say here, and a lot of people don't believe this. As I record this right now, Apple, the giant company Apple, is having problems. And in the past, the giant company of Spotify has had issues. And yes, the giant company Amazon has had issues. So there may be times when your media host says, hey... It's not really us. It's the big giant company. And you're going to go, that can't be true. And I'm here to tell you, yes, it can. So if you are having a problem with your podcast and you like, Dave, you know, I'm not getting any help from my tech support team. Feel free to reach out. I can help on almost any single problem out there. The website podcastconsultant.com. Let's get you up and going in the right direction. Thanks so much for joining me on my mission to rid the world of boring podcasts.